Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, June 8th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. This is the last time we'll do this before the Tony Awards. I know. I'm getting verklempt. <laughs> I'm Broadway star's James Marino. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'll give you a topic. Um, yeah, no, this is this is exciting, gents. This has been, <laughs> you know, we always say something is either a sprint or it's a marathon. I feel like Tony season, for those of us uh, who, who work in the industry, is both because <laughs> you're going very, very fast for a five, six week period, um, whatever it is. So I'm very happy uh, to be done with it. But I'm also really excited for the Tonys because no matter what people say about this season, it's the death of Broadway and musical American musical will never recover from this deluge of mediocrity or whatever the garbage that people say. I really enjoyed almost all of the shows that I saw this season. And I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped to be able to celebrate them with all of the theater fans worldwide uh, on Sunday evening. Yeah, and we're going to lead off with something that's not even Tony-related for this year. No, can you believe that? Yeah, so we had some pretty big news announced overnight, didn't we? Yes, we did at at the stroke of midnight, actually, which is odd considering we're recording at 9.15. But at the stroke of midnight last night, a new Broadway show was announced for the Venerable Booth Theater And James, it's got some stars. The show American Son by Christopher Demos Brown will star erstwhile Olivia Pope, Carrie Washington, and stage and screen heartthrob Stephen Pasquale. Tony winner Kenny Leon will direct the show that will begin performances on October 6th. The show is set in a Florida police station. Oh, that's never a sign of for anything good happening. Um, But the show is set in a Florida police station in the middle of the night, and a mother is searching for her missing teenage son. The show focuses on two parents caught in our national divide with their worst fears hanging in the balance i we don't know this because it wasn't in the release but i'm going to guess that uh, carrie and steven are the uh, parents uh, mentioned in that description the play was actually awarded the 2016 lawrence hatcher award for best new play by an emerging playwright so this isn't a world premiere but it is a broadway premiere now james i i am an admitted scandal fan despite the ridiculousness of the the, the last two or three seasons of that show um, but i also think that carrie washington who was previously on broadway and david mamet's race is an unbelievable actress with a ton of depth um we've seen it not only on scandal but also in um in a lot of films as well Uh, she's just fantastic and given this vague description that we got i'm really really excited about this one and i i think there's gonna be a ton of maybe even just broadway people who don't know carrie washington who are excited to have or excited to have steven back on stage even if he's not singing so uh you know maybe he can hum a little hum a few bars my wife is very excited because she's a (laughs) big scandal fan and she also Stephen Pasquale um she might have a little bit of a crush on him so uh you know she Bridges of Madison County is constantly being played around my house well that I was going to say that seems like the perfect show for you guys considering that she might have a crush on Stephen Pasquale and you just might have a specific uh, affection for his co-star from that show and it's at the booth yeah I was to say Hunter Foster, who I was referring to, of course. Of course, yeah. Uh, (laughs) And it's at the Booth Theater, which is right next to Junior's, where we can get cheesecake. 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 James, just off the top of your head, what do you think that Junior sells more of uh, on any given day, cheesecake or strudel? (laughs) You got me with this before. (laughs) Did we? I felt like as as I was halfway through, I was getting deja vu. So deja vu all over again. Yeah, there we go. 
So, uh, Kerry Washington uh, scandal, Joshua Molina, the West Wing Weekly, we were just talking about this yesterday. So, while yeah. Rishi is over uh, at the To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, maybe um, yeah, we'll have our own little podcast going over at, at the Booth Theater. Yeah. So, Shondaland comes to Broadway. Oh, I'd love it. I love me some Shonda. Shonda Rhimes. All right. The Tony telecast is beginning to take shape. It starts out as a large block that the Michelangelo chisels into it until... (laughs) Yes, it is a work of something of art form. Uh, But yeah, yesterday, first, we got the official list of what shows would be performing um, and what stars were going to be appearing. The musical performances will be from The Band's Visit, Carousel, Frozen, Mean Girls, My Fair Lady, Once on This Island, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Summer, Colon, The Donna Summer Musical, as well as last season's best musical winner, Dear Evan Hansen. Now, James, I don't know how i feel about this um i'm obviously it's not a uh, cruise ship performance of hairspray or mm. jennifer hudson who's not in the cast of finding neverland doing a show before it's on broad anyway uh, but we don't yet know what their quote special performance is going to be so it could be something completely innocuous but it seems weird to have a show that dominated last year's awards back just a year later, especially when it's already selling out. So it's, it's a little weird. However, I do have a very cynical and probably unlikely suspicion as to why this might happen. We're going to talk about that a little later. However, in addition to those official announcements, Michael Riedel published a column last night with some rumors and inside info. Now, James, it looks like you're going to have to wait until the very end of the telecast to see Bruce Springsteen sing Surrey with a fringe on top <laughs> as Michael Riedel says that he'll be performing around 1045 Eastern. They want to keep all those boss fans glued to the screen as long as possible. Riedel also mentions that hosts Josh Groban and Sarah Bareilles will open the show with an original song that will poke fun at the musicals from the season and it will feature performances from the casts of all of the nominated musicals also instead of running the lifetime achievement awards as interstitial b-roll in between commercials the right lord honorable sir andrew lloyd weber and the legendary cheetah rivera will receive their honors live on air how could you do it any other way with those two and despite Harry Potter and the Cursed, after some research, I'm going back to Cursed Child, (laughs) undoubtedly going to win Best Play. Apparently, the mastermind behind the Harry Potter universe, J.K. Rowling, will not be in attendance. Now, James, we're going to record our post-Tony's show like we do every year pretty soon after the ceremony ends, so 11.15, 11.30, sometime around there. Do you think that you will be able to compose yourself after the boss's performance so late in the evening? Well, uh, all I can say is the show must go on. So, uh, you know, all, all, all warts and all, you're going to see me weeping uh, throughout the post-Tony <laughs> type of thing. The thing that concerns me is uh, you said the opening number is going to feature performances from all the casts of the nominated musicals. Uh, does that mean, like, they, they're going to need, like, uh, I'm going to say 300 seat fillers to... Oh. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, but but if you think about it, though, most of the casts don't actually get seats in Radio City Music Hall. They have to be somewhere adjacent, and I think they're often bussed over. And maybe that just happened at the Beacon. Someone can remind me if I'm if I'm incorrect. But I I, have a, I think only the featured and leads and nominees actually get seats in the in the they, hall, don't they? They 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 get those close seats, the aisle seats, and things like that. But the casts do sit in you know if do they, they choose okay. to go. 
if they choose to go, they go, uh, you know, the, um, the once on this island cast would probably, you know, have to yeah. pay their own way, but, you know, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm probably thinking go no, for that. There's, no, no, no. Just, just okay. Broadway bears. But yeah, okay. I'm probably thinking of what, what it was like at the beacon, which is obviously much, much smaller than radio city. Hmm. All right, so uh, we won't have to wax poetic about this for much longer. It's actually going to happen. So uh, join us on Monday morning to talk about it. What do we have in the recommendation section? All right, we got two things. First, this is becoming an annual tradition over the New York Times. Michael Paulson does a very unscientific, and he admits it, a very unscientific straw poll of Tony voters. This year, I think they had like 65, 70 people involved last year. This year, they had 110 of the 842 Tony voters. So it's not an insignificant sampling of the voters. And he went through some of the the percentages and stuff for the biggest awards. Um, in terms of productions, most of them are no-brainers. The band's visit, Harry Potter, and Angels are going to win. But apparently, it's pretty interesting in the revival of a musical category. My thought was that despite the fact that I would love to see – once on this island when that my fair lady was far and away the foregone conclusion according to paulson's survey my fair lady had 39 percent of the vote and once on this island had 35 percent of the vote again unscientific poll so this he could just be oversampling one population and he admits that but pretty interesting then similar thing happened in the lead actor and actress categories glenda jackson andrew garfield and katrina link were far and away the winners in their respective categories however in best actor in a musical my heart was hurt because apparently Tony Shalhoub, and according to the New York Times poll, has a slight lead over Joshua Henry with Ethan Slater in a close third. Again, he said it was so close that it was unscientific. It's hard to even tell what the margin of error would be. So, again, can't draw specific conclusions, but a little worried about that uh, best actor in a musical going to a, an actor who doesn't sing by himself in the musical. Um, the article didn't feature any of the featured categories, um, which I think are actually some of the most interesting categories of the year, uh, but did have some pretty good insight into some of the bigger ones for the uh, for the evening, James. Well, I think Paulson should bring in Wizkid Harry Enten and, uh, and get more scientific about this next year. I I love it. Although I don't know that the CNN and uh, the New York Times have a good relationship. Yeah, that's true. It's fake. But news. you know, it's, uh, but Harry used to be with Five Thirty Eight, which used to be part of the New York Times. Uh, maybe yeah, that that didn't like, go very well either. Yeah, though. That didn't go very well. No, no. It <laughs> seems like it seems like uh, it seems like uh, that Five Thirty Eight is the hot girl at the party who never has a boyfriend. You know, yeah. It it seems to be uh, moving around a lot. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Vulture, oh, two days in a row of a cool listicle. Vulture ranks all of the Broadway theaters. Well, and it's not just Vulture. It, it's it's Natalie Walker. And if you don't know Natalie Walker, you need to be following her on Twitter. She is actually an ensemble, or I think she's a, a standby or an understudy or something in Puffs off Broadway. But she is absolutely hysterical on Twitter. I got to meet her just in passing at a miscast this year. And although she's a little acerbic in her tweets, she was wonderfully sweet in person. And she's the one who actually compiled this. And it's a, it's a wonderful list. But on Twitter, you can find her at n walks the, the letter n walks but she's uh, wonderful she does these these um summaries of broadway musicals that are 
phenomenal. But anyway, so she went through and ranked all of the 41 Broadway theaters on five specific criteria. First, location, two, seating, three, bathrooms, four, accessibilities, which she actually had some help um, from an artist named Ryan Haddad, who's who uses a walker to get around. So he gave some insight on the accessibility. And then the fifth criteria was overall ambiance. Um, <laughs> she says the ambiance includes decor, famous ghosts and a wild card bonus question for modest extra credit has Audra McDonald performed in a show here. Um, so it's very funny list. Um, the worst is the Hayes theater on her list, number 41. And then the best is the Richard Rogers. So, um, very fun, just little short paragraphs about each theater and they're very funny. Uh, and I love it. And I'm a big fan of Natalie Walker. So, uh, uh definitely check that out and find her on Twitter. Uh, you know what I read yesterday? Uh, 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 Jen Ash Tepp um, was uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jen Ash Tepp uh, was talking about the next volume of her book, and it has uh, been. I, I guess I, I didn't realize this, but somebody had tweeted at her and said, "Hey, what is the next uh, volume of the book coming out uh, for the Tony Awards?" I guess that that had been the pattern in the past, and she said, "You know, she's so busy producing." Uh, and uh, doing 54 Below and her other million projects that uh, the book got delayed, but it is coming. And uh, and I think that Natalie Walker and Jen Ashtep should get together on uh, some of this uh, some of this stuff here and and and, yeah. and weigh in on both sides. Well, uh, yeah, and they are um, they are they are friends, so they they often communicate on on Twitter and and Natalie's a performer at 54 below quite regularly. So I would not be surprised if we see some sort of collaboration with him in the future. All right, Matt, what else do we have today? All right. In some other news yesterday, Broadway World exclusively reported that Tony winner and three-time Academy Award nominee Joan Allen will join Elaine May, Lucas Hedges, and Michael Sarah in the Broadway premiere of Kenneth Lonergan's The Waverly Gallery, directed by Lila Neugebauer. The show will begin performances at the Golden Theater on September 25th, and tickets go on sale tomorrow. In a stream of social media posts that annoyed every Broadway website news editor, Dear Evan Hansen announced the full cast for the show's upcoming tour, featuring some you know, pretty impressive Broadway names, uh, especially for a national tour. In addition to the previously announced Ben Levi Ross, Jessica Phillips, and Phoebe Koyab, the cast will include Broadway faves Tony nominee Christiane Knoll and Aaron Laser as the Murphy parents, and Merrick Smith and Maggie McKenna as their children. Now, Maggie McKenna is an Australian actress most known for playing the title role in the Muriel's Wedding musical, which, James, we've talked about before, and I highly recommend that cast album. I'm not an ABBA fan, which is, the, the musical is all ABBA music or ABBA music. I don't know which it is, but it's a, so much fun, so check that out. Now, James, there's no way possible that this flurry of unorthodox announcements was done because the DEH tour cast is going to perform on the Tonys, is it? They didn't want to get this out there before they went and plugged the tour, are they? That that, that can't be the reason. Um, interesting. Interesting. Because they, they didn't say who was going to be on the Tonys. I they they just said feature a special performance from the 2017 Tony Award winning musical Dear Evan Hansen. They didn't say the Broadway cast. Mm. Uh, I'm a little suspicious. I don't know if this is it. It but the way that they announced these, they didn't send out a press release for the cast listings until 
all of the casts were announced by social media over the last few days, and they did like four of them on yeah. Thursday. It seemed weird. If yeah, I on Sunday night, if I pull up to Radio City and there's a cruise ship next to it, I'm gonna be so angry. <laughs> Why are you gonna be pulling up to Radio City? That's a long story. Okay. Anyway. All right. All right, got some more news for you. On Thursday, The Hollywood Reporter uh, reported that the big screen adaptation of In the Heights will hit theaters in the summer of 2020, and Lynn is very happy about it on Twitter. And finally, tickets for the Broadway production of The Prom are officially on sale. Performances begin at the Court Theater on October 23rd. If you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. Huh. I'm so excited that there there's news on the In the Heights in summer 2020. My 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 daughter, who's 10 years old, just asked me when it's going to happen. So <laughs> yeah, so it is officially. We we talked a week or so ago that Warner Brothers has officially yeah. picked up uh, the rights, and it seems like uh, it is actually set. I wasn't going to get into this because I don't like talking about my birthday, but it's actually supposed to be released on my 39th birthday, uh, June 26th of 2020. So uh, happy birthday to me, I guess maybe. Sure. And yeah. by then you'll be living in New York in the uh <laughs> Oh no. I'm going to need to find somebody to uh to pay me a lot of money if I'm going to move all the way up there for that. Sugar daddy. All right, Joe. get us out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Lena Hall is going to do a uh, a halfway through obsessed mm, uh, a yeah. concert coming up. I don't have that in the notes, but if you're going to mention Sugar Daddy, I, I might as well throw that out there too. <laughs> uh, but yes, anyway, thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at bwwmat. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for wrapping up the week with us. Uh, there is no This Week on Broadway on Sunday, but we have the Tony Award Omnibus special coming up on uh, soon, Saturday? Some, someday. 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 I don't someday. know. Someday. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, we also have Jan Simpson's uh, uh, stagecraft coming up. So uh, we won't leave you with nothing in your ears. And then on Monday morning... Matt and I will put out our uh, post-Tony wrap-up. We'll talk to you Those things, those are always so all over the place. We're like like giddy and exhausted when we do those. So that should be fun. 